On tonight's show, I talk Burns' first win on the PGA. I talk the Raptors' big win against the Lakers. Look into semifinals for Champions League and Europa. I look at what happened between Liverpool and Manchester United. I look at the NFL draft and the Colts' picks, and much, much more. This is the Draining Jimmy's Podcast. episode of the podcast. I hope everyone enjoyed their weekend. It was a good weekend for the world of sports. Uh, so let's kick it off with the Toronto Raptors. Toronto Raptors winning big last night against the LA Lakers. And it was a fully stocked LA Lakers team as well. LeBron was back. You had Anthony Davis. But it's, it was a great win. Siakam and Lowry both had a great night. Now the final score was 121 to 114. Siakam with 39, 13, and 4. That's 13 rebounds. And uh, Kyle Lowry with 37, 2 rebounds, and 11 assists. So a great night for both. Uh, great night overall. Now some ups and downs for certain players. Um it's always tough to see when you're looking at the stat sheet, like those egg, those like eggs that they just lay in the points. Um, that's Stanley Johnson and Malachi Flynn, but they also bring other aspects of the game to it. Both brought strong defensive play, so they have that there as well. But again, you know, when you have your starters there, your five starters, you hope that all of them get points. Now, Birch had a quiet night, but he was playing aggressively. So if we look at their defensively, you know, Siakam had two blocks, uh, two steals, you know, Birch, Birch looked good with a steal as well. Uh, Lowry, you know, defensively, they were showing up and playing very, very, very well. So it was a good game. And listen, you're playing LeBron James, and we all know the history of LeBron James and the Toronto Raptors, Anthony Davis, who is one of the top big men in the game but it was a great game overall or a good win definitely a much needed win especially after losing to utah in the collapse the loss against denver the loss against brooklyn so you're in the right direction now the raptors they do have a busy schedule and i have talked about how busy that schedule is going to be so Lakers were last night. We have the Clippers tomorrow night. The Wizards, the Grizzlies back with the Clippers. And then we got the Bulls, the Mavericks, and the Pacers. So that is going to be a tough schedule. But the road trip ends uh, tomorrow night, 10 o'clock against the Clippers. So we'll see how that goes. Let's hope for a victory, a strong, strong victory against the Clippers. We have to take advantage of the Wizards. We have to look at the Grizzlies again back with the Clippers. Actually, the Clippers are in our home turf so that's a great one you have uh the bulls that were there at the mavericks and we finish off at home against the pacers so definitely going to be a tough tough matchup now the wizards were going on today wizards just won which oh man they looked good and my god i'm just going to give this stat out right now i know it's a little early on in the night well not really it's it's 9.30 in the, at night as I'm recording this on a Monday. Uh, but Russell Westbrook stats. Uh, 14 points, 24 assists, 21 rebounds. Like, just, my, like, like you, you can't, you mostly get that out of, like, maybe two starters in a game, somewhat. 
not many, but like that is just a stat sheet. What a triple double, like just unreal. Like 24, 21, and 14 points. Just unreal. Bradley Beal backing him up with 26 points, but just unreal. It looks like the, there was no defense. Uh, 154 points with 141 by the Pacers. So it's do or die. Uh, right now, the 76ers are beating up on the Bulls, which is helping, but I'm not worried until the games are final and what the season is. And right now, the goal is to get them to. Uh, the play-in tournament, and hopefully into the playoffs. But, you know, we'll talk about that with this final stretch coming on. But it was, again, again, I don't want to take what I'm talking about away from the solid victory against the Lakers, and it was good. That's all I'm going to leave it at. Like, listen, I talked about Siakam, I talked about Lowry. They did a great job. They did. And when we look here and we're looking at it and all, LeBron James with under 20 points, Anthony Davis, like LeBron James, Anthony Davis were both a couple shy of triple doubles. Anthony Davis was just shy of a double-double, but, you know, you Drummond was, you know, tied for, or sorry, uh, Kuzma was their leading points getter coming off the bench, but, like, LeBron was held to 19. I know he was just coming back from injury, you know. Davis is slowly making his way back, but he just struggled with 12 points. And you kind of have to give respect to Siakam playing good defensively against Anthony Davis in some plays. And Stanley Johnson was on LeBron James pretty good. But, like, LeBron James was still making shots and making plays. Can't take that away. He had other aspects in the field. That's what he's good at. If he's not going to get you with the points, he's going to get you with a rebound or an assist. We all know how well his game is. But overall, solid, solid win for the Raptors. Let's hope we can get this momentum going. Hopefully, Freddie can come back healthy. We're still waiting on Grant. Boucher is still out, so hopefully we can get them back for that final stretch. So, definitely going to be a challenge this week. But, again, great, great win against. So, my picks from the weekend. I did my five. I had two baseball this week. I did one hockey and two basketball. Last week was the one uh, basketball. Mixed it up. So, be doing a change. So, I started keeping track of my records for this. I know basketball and hockey, just up and down. I was doing it every time, and it wasn't really keeping track. I did finish above 500. When you look at it, when I do the math and everything else, it was about one or two games above 500. But today, 3-2 uh, and two was my first weekend that I did. 4-1 uh, and one on the weekend. My only loss was my Red Sox against the Texas Rangers. Uh, they were winning until... You know, the bullpen struggled again. And that's been two games in a row where the bullpen has struggled and given up that lead and big runs in the end. So the Red Sox are probably going to adjust. They are playing the Detroit Tigers tomorrow. So we'll see how that goes going forward. It's going to be a tough one. It, well, uh, well, uh, we'll see. Um, Detroit, you know, it's early on. You never know. Sometimes you don't want to sleep on those teams. Uh, but again, Red Sox lost 4-3 to the Texas Rangers. Or sorry, 5-3. Uh, Lightning won against the Red Wings, 2-1, solid win. Uh, the Dodgers destroyed the Milwaukee Brewers, 16-4. Uh, uh, the Knicks, uh, again, got a nice little W. Um, I went with them because we all know my history with the Knicks this season. I even had a podcast titled, I finally have to buy a Knicks jersey. But overall, it was good. And I'm going to go back to that Dodgers game because, like I stated, they won 16-4. And let's just take a look at the stats of that game. Just just exciting just to see how well they played because they just it was a football game it was literally a football game for that so the Dodgers Moogie Bet actually Moogie Betts went 0 for 4 he definitely did not but Moogie Betts always brings other areas to the game so when we're looking here three home runs 
who got the home runs? Pollock got two. Uh, who is the uh, lucky other recipient? BD as well. But again, uh, 16 runs, just good. Taylor, the center fielder, got in with five runs, uh, three hits, uh, no RBIs. So who was a big leader? Beattie uh, had a huge night, one home run, seven RBIs, went four for six. And plus, he added in uh, three runs himself, which was just incredible for what he did. Uh, let's take a look at here. Barnes, no. Corey Seager. Quite nice for Seager. Only one for two, but he got two runs in. Uh, Turner going two for three. And who was pitching? Uh, Urias. Well, he went seven innings, four hits, one run, one earned run, 10 Ks. Very good night. And then, you know, kick him was the one who closed it out. So, again, uh, big win for the Dodgers. Listen, I, I talked about them when I did my top 10 teams I'm looking out to watch, and they were my number one team to possibly repeat. Can they repeat, and can they be able to do everything they did last year in the 162? We've seen them get there. Can Mookie Mets get them to be, you know, back-to-back? That's going to be a challenge. Uh, but continuing on with my picks, the Knicks, uh, again, continue to be playing very good basketball. And you know what? I slept on them early. I slept on them. I slept on them uh, that first game when they blew out the box, uh, which was a shocker. Uh, but again, uh, the Knicks have been playing some solid basketball, uh, so they won 129 to 119. And my Bucks, I had them beating uh, the Nets, and they just came out with the W, 117 to 114, which is good. Now I'm just going to go back and look at the in-depth of that game. Uh, Durant did play, but let's look at the stat comparisons. Um, listen, Giannis Antetokounmpo, 49 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, and KD with 42 and 10. Playing very, very good. Uh, let's see who his support was. Kyrie was 27. You had Durant there. Harden still isn't back yet, so they'll probably maybe rest him for another game or so. You can see him coming back in. And then, you know, well, the Raptors, well, sorry, not the Raptors, but looking at the, oh, man, Ante Kumpo just carried the team against the Knicks because, you know what, 49 points, 26 from Milton, not much from the rest of the starters. Actually, Drew Holiday had 18, but, you know, bench did its job, but, again, just phenomenal, phenomenal job uh, by Brooklyn. But, again, 4-1, and one, I am 7-3 and three on my season at the moment, so we'll see what this weekend brings. Again, 5, I'll mix it up again. Um, it might be a single, ba or a single basketball game. Actually, no, it should be a single baseball game this time because I did two basketball. Uh, oh, I did one hockey, and I did one baseball game or one basketball game the week before. So basketball will be a solo game. Will it be my Red Sox? Who knows? Um, actually, the one question is, I might actually, might not do, I may not have any hockey. I have to go three and three just because the hockey season's ending. That's the concern. This is the last week of the regular season. So let me just pull up my schedule for hockey because I did talk about it on Saturday, what was going on. This is the final week of the regular season. So let me pull up the schedule for this week because it's very important. So I was looking at the Penguins schedule, and now it's time to uh, look at the rest of the NHL schedule. So, wow, let's take a look here. When do we end? So today is the sec third, sorry. Uh, the 10th is this week. So here we go. What do we have here? The 10th. Uh, so right now, are they getting everything ready for the playoffs? Well, it looks like they are, because we'll actually know there's a lot of games they have to play catch-up to, because there are some games there. So we're taking a look here. 
uh, the 13th. So how many games do we have left? We have four. Uh, Penguins do have four. They're actually down right now against Philly. So I don't know if they're going to close out that game. They may have lost that one, actually. Let me just take a look here. Because Mother's Day this weekend. So right now there's a lot of games that actually do need to be made up. And that's what's going on next week. Those games are being made up. So technically this is the last week. Uh, but I will, if there are games this weekend, I will include them in. Uh, if they need to be played. Because I know a lot of playoff games are very, very important. Uh, but yes, the Pens are going to lose. They lost 6-2. Kind of going to be important, especially with uh, the race between them and the Capitals. The Capitals look like they're going to win against the Rangers. So, and the Leafs looks like they're going to fall. Uh, looks like they did fall in OT to the Montreal Canadiens. But the uh, race is continuing on. And for the East, which is why I'm following, because you're going back and forth between the Pens and uh, Washington for that top spot. Plus, you have the Islanders slowly creeping up, and you have Boston. So technically, do I want them to play Boston in that first round? I don't know. Uh, it's going to be tough, and that's going to be the tough team as well. Uh, but again, busy week, and I'll talk more about it on Saturday's episode of the podcast. So do tune into that when I go through my picks and see what games are left for hockey as well. So tune into that, uh, and we'll chat about those picks as well. But again, uh, big week for hockey, big week for basketball, long week for the Raptors. So we'll see how everything turns out. Well, the Valves Park Championship finished off yesterday, the final round. And I know I talked about Keegan Bradley possibly taking in, see if he can close out. But again, congratulations to Sam Burns on winning his first PGA event in his career. Uh, had a good day too. Went three under, finishing 17 under for the total tournament. Keegan Bradley did not make a big move. Uh, but good for him. Congratulations on the big win for Burns. That was huge. First win. Another golfer who got their first win in 13 years on the weekend was also Mike Weir, winning his Champions Tour event. But again, another player I want to talk about was Victor Hovland. Uh, he was minus 7 going in, went minus 6 on the day, finishing uh, 4 shots back, tied for 3rd with Tringell. So good day for that weekend. We definitely saw some players uh, move up some some, some spots. Villegas moved up there with three under. But let's, let's take a look at the Canadians. Let's see. Uh, Gulick uh, finished four under for the whole tournament, uh, two under for the day. Now let's take a look at another Canadian. Was that the only? No. Couldn't be the other Canadian there. I thought Corey Connors was in there as well. Yes, there he was. Uh, five under. Did not make a move, uh, which has been the story there. He's been up and down and consistent, um, when, especially when he's trying to make the move. Now, some days the golf course will get you and you get the golf course, but his, his story is making those strategic moves and trying to get himself in advance to a good spot. But again, uh, good weekend at the Vals Par. Now, the next couple tournaments are going to be interesting. Uh, we have uh, Wells Fargo going on this week, uh, Byron Nelson, and then the PGA Championships the week after at the Ocean Course, uh, May 20th to the 23rd. And then after that, you got the Charles Schwab and the Memorial. A lot of, actually, we got two majors going on in the span of. A couple weeks actually if we're taking a look at it here because we got the pga championship the 20th to the 23rd the shab is the 27th to the 30th uh september or june 3rd to the 6th and then the memorial actually no never mind it's just the way my math is there's a little break in between the memorial and the u.s open about roughly two weeks in between the starts so 
that's interesting to see. But again, two majors in a span of a month, which is great. Sadly, again, it's really hard to not really talk about it. It's, it's sad that there is no Canadian Open this year, uh, which is tough. And I hope that there is a British Open with everything that's going on with the pandemic and traveling. Now, that's the one thing. When the pan, If it does happen, the British Open, what are the arrangements going to be or players going to start missing out on tournaments with with that coming on because you have the John Deere plus you have the Barbersaw Championship what will the restrictions be on travel uh, now the uh, championship or sorry the Open is being played at the Royal St. George Golf Course so we'll see that there but that's neither here nor there as of right now the tournament is going on there's nothing I've heard that's saying that the Open isn't going to be there but that's still too early to talk about let's focus on uh, Wells Fargo this week. Uh, we'll take a look at the field. I kind of have to go back to where I was when I was taking a look at it just because I got distracted by the beautiful schedule that we are seeing here for uh, the championships, uh, especially with Wells Fargo, the Byron, and the PGA Championship. So it's always going to be a lot of excitement when we're taking a look at it here. So I'm just pulling up the course and we're going to take a look and hopefully the leaders the field right now i'm just pulling that up for the week and as always i'm always going to talk canadians we'll see how it goes uh, but we do have your notable faces uh, as i'm looking here right now uh Stuart sink who had a nice win a couple of days ago kj Choi, who we haven't really talked much Corey connors he is going to be there as well which is good Let's take a look at, let's see if other Canadians are there. Roger Sloan uh, will be there as well. Let's see if Mackenzie Hughes will be there. Mackenzie Hughes will be there as well. Let's see if Gillick will be there. Yes, he will be there as well. So we do have some Canadians there. And lastly, let's talk about Hearn. Will David Hearn? Yes. So we're getting some Canadians there. So it's going to be good. Let's see what we can do with it. I'm very looking forward to it. But again, uh, you have Victor Hovland going to be there. Let's see what other notable golfers will be. That's always ooh, Hunter Mayhatton, who I haven't really talked about. Rory will be there as well. Francisco Molinaro will be there. Uh, who else will be there? Sean O'Hare. And I talked about Stuart Sink earlier, coming off his big win at the RBC. Uh, Ian Poulter will be there. And John Rahm. Let's see if he can get a win. He's been playing some good golf this year. As well as Xander Shifley. Uh, Webb Simpson, who's been playing well. I did talk about Roger. I did talk about Sloan. I mentioned that as well. And just taking a look here. Who else do we have? Oh, Nick Taylor. I missed out on him. And Bo Van Pelt. Actually, he hasn't been talked about in a while. He was in a little bit of a con contention this past weekend for the tournament. And that's it. I didn't really see much of Jason Day or Justin Thomas uh, for that. So let's take a look here. Uh, Max Homa will be playing as well. Definitely Shane Lowry. So let's take a look. I am definitely not in the right letters when I'm looking for J, um, <laughs> uh, especially with uh, when you're looking for Dustin Johnson. I know Zach Johnson's playing, but no Dustin. And let's check out to see if JT is playing. And we're just taking a look here. No, no, and no, no JT this weekend. Nope, I was wrong. He is there. I skipped over him. He's just a couple down. So uh, the field has been set. Now in regards to tee times, has that been set? Uh, we'll take a look here. Uh, as of right now, they will not be set. So Wednesday or Saturday's episode of the podcast, I will talk about that. Uh, talk about the Canadians as well as 
uh, the first three rounds. I will discuss that plus much more. Uh, but again, let's look forward to it. These next couple of weeks are going to be big. I definitely will be excited for the Byron Nelson next week and the PGA. Uh, but again, as we get closer and closer to those events, it's just going to be very, very excited. Well, it's definitely an exciting weekend in the world of football. And when I mean football, I'm not talking about the NFL. I'm talking about soccer. Um, so yesterday, on Saturday, I talked about English Premier League and literally Man City's chance to close out and win uh, the English Premier League and literally the Liverpool match and United was a big one to conclude that because they needed United to lose to keep, uh, clip that. If United keeps winning, it's closer and closer to them. Uh, so uh, there definitely was a little bit of a situation yesterday at Old Trafford. Um, United fans stormed the stadium delayed the game, eventually postponed the game. I know that fans in England are still a little bit upset due to that majority of those clubs, Arsenal, Liverpool, uh, Tottenham, uh, Chelsea, Man City, all those clubs were going to be leaving to join the special Super League that they're going to be forming with Real Madrid, Juventus, Barcelona, Interlum, uh, all these clubs that they were looking at to join. So the fans were still showing their, uh, well, their, their, their unhappiness with the clubs, especially towards uh, the two matches of Liverpool and United going. So the game was postponed uh, and will be remade again at a later time to see how that goes. But again, it was tough. And a lot of English Premier League fans, a lot of soccer fans in general, were not too happy with the Super League. I talked about the benefits of it, you know, having all those super clubs in, but at the same time, too, you got to show respect to the fans and the loyalty, but they are still upset in regards to what happened. And they showed that when they stormed the stadium on the weekend. Uh, will things change? Possibly. Will there security and everything? You know, we'll see. But again, they did enough to have the game canceled. There was a little bit of a delay, but did not end up going through. Uh, but we'll see how the events turn out. Now, going over to Champions League, I did discuss a little bit about that on the weekend. Uh, I, I had a, a long discussion about that, which I've done multiple times. Sometimes it just happens when I go on my rants and I get off topic. Uh, but, you know, this week we have Europa semifinals and Champions League finals. So there is the potential to have four... Uh, clubs, four English clubs to be, basically be on top in the finals of Champions League and Europa League. So which will be interesting. Man U is playing their final semifinal match against Roma this week. Uh, Arsenal is playing their final match this week as well. So we could have Arsenal versus United. And then Man City and Chelsea, they're playing their second legs this week and that will be a battle. And I talked about the road teams this week. As much as um, you know, Chelsea has scored. They have to make sure that Real doesn't score as well in the near draw. I talked about when I made my predictions that one could be a tie and the other one could be a straight-out blowout. Now, I just, when I talked about a draw, I talked about, you know, Man City and PSG because I thought they were more evenly matched. Uh, Man City's got the 2-1 lead, and they got the 2-1 lead, uh, especially with away goals, scoring two on PSG. Chelsea is up with one road goal, and they are tied. So... This is going to be big. So the first match goes tomorrow, 3 o'clock, Man City, PSG. And then you get Real and Chelsea going Wednesday. So we'll see. Saturday will be an interesting topic, especially when you have that going on in all potential English final in Europa and in Champions League, which will be huge. It'll be exciting. So we'll see how that goes and how everything turns out. Um, but again, 
we'll see. Um, do I think that it could still end up in a draw with Man City and somehow Real Madrid goes off and just scores three goals? Possibly. It could happen. We could see a draw here and how it goes. And listen, a lot of pressure is now on Real and PSG because they have to score. They don't have any road goals, and this is where they have to do it and close it out. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting. I'm going to try and watch some of the matches this week uh, with my DAZN because I do have uh, DAZN and so I can watch my English Premier League's Champions League games as much as I want, especially previous ones that were already aired. So we'll see how that goes this week and I will talk about the outcome and that's the big topic. Will we have an all-English final for Europa and for Champions League? So the NFL draft has concluded. I talked about that a couple times early on in the podcast and on the weekend as well. Talked about the first three rounds and how it was good. And then tonight I was going to talk about the Colts pick and probably talk about some teams that I liked for their draft. Now with the Colts, they, they had a good draft. I know a lot of people were upset that they didn't address the tackle. They did address the tackle with the seventh pick uh, with uh, Will Fries. But if we're looking at it here, it was more mostly a defensive set uh, draft. We drafted two defensive ends because pass rush was lacking. Uh, that has been in the issue uh, for the time being for the Colts. So they went first two picks, offensive line. Uh, they went with Deo and they went with uh, uh, Quitty, uh, which was great. Now Deo will be a little bit delayed uh, just because he just had an Achilles injury and he's recovering from that. And you know what? There is uh, lots of hype about that as well behind Dale because he was very good. Now there's talks about them going for tackle. You know, he was um, graded as a first round Dale, but the Achilles injury back in January. So there was prospects of having him here. So right now he's even right now he's going through his rehab, which is going to take a while and Achilles injuries you want to be careful with. So there is the prospect that you could see him come back, but we'll see. Uh, but again, they didn't go with offensive tackle, which is the knee, which makes me wonder if they're going with something else in regards to that. Uh, but they made some depth positions as well. They went with Kylan Grayson, uh, tight end out of SMU. Uh, they also went with uh, Sean Davis, safety out of Florida, as a depth piece to help out with behind Blackman, as well as the other uh, safeties as well. For some reason, I am blanking on that other safety, so that is my bad on there. But, or, um, sorry, Willis, Willis and Blackman, there we go, Carl Willis, there we go, there we go, because it's just right there in front of me, so it's a depth piece, trying to get that in there. As well, they went with Sam Ellinger, and Sam Ellinger, I actually do like. I've been following him when he was at Texas from his uh, freshman year, and he's good. He's going to give some competition to Jacoby Eason uh, as well in regards to uh, battling it, so we'll see. And you know what, uh, Egler I have seen as well. I was more impressed with his college career than I was much with Eason, just because of the history there. So we'll see. It's going to be a battle between those two, who's going to be the backup. Um, so that's going to be a good, good question. Uh, now Michael Strachan, wide receiver. I didn't mention him on Saturday about the big, big-bodied wide receiver too. Six five, two twenty-nine. You know, good measurables. We'll see how he does. He's a development. That's the key, right? Development piece. And, you know, they, they went with Platman last year, another big body wide receiver. He's slowly developing. We see him training with Wentz, and we've seen him train with Pittman. So it looks like they're going with a big bodied wide receiver. So if he can develop into what could be 
um, especially with his route running, could be a solid pick for that. So it's another depth piece, which is what they're looking at. And I talked about Will Fries. Now, he was a tackle. Could he be a development tackle where he's slowly going to be getting built up, get himself ready? A lot of people had him as a guard, so we'll see. But overall, I was happy with the Colts, uh, with their draft. Now, what would I give it? Uh, probably give it a B overall for their rating just because they never really addressed a, a prior need until like the late round they could have gotten a tackle and you know as much as i'm happy with a quarterback as much as i'm happy with an additional wide receiver which they needed tackle would have been good and definitely was hoping that they were going to try and get like tevlin or uh, eichenberg someone like that or uh samuels or samus or sorry cosme my apology uh, the tackle out of Texas, which would have been good as well, because they were looking for that left tackle. So we'll see what they're going to do. Maybe next year is when they're year, because they're going to see what they can do with their signees this year, especially with the cap going up. So they are going to be looking at some pieces probably next year for their tackle. Uh, but overall, for the draft, it was a good one. There are some teams that I did like. Um, one was definitely going to be... Uh, the Miami Dolphins addressing some stuff, getting offensive line, getting a wide receiver, a wide receiver that Tua was familiar with. Um, and also, what else was I liking here? The Bills, good, getting uh, defense, building up. Uh, Tampa Bay, not really so much. Detroit, I was happy with, just because they're building around Goff, getting that defense ready to go. Campbell looks like he knows what he wants, but getting the best tackle in the draft to help protect your quarterback. The Atlanta Falcons, good. They definitely started building up in the right spots. They got a good tackle or guard in Jalen Mayfield. Uh, they also got Kyle Pitts, the best tight end in the draft. So we have that going on there. So there's good. As well as they got some depth pieces as well. The Giants I was happy with just because they got another, another receiver for um, I. Jones, uh, Daniel Jones, my apologies, brain fart there. I would like to see them get a little bit better offensive line, stronger. That way you can get some protection there. But they also did a good job refilling and retooling that defense as well, getting depth pieces. And they got a running back, uh, Gary Brightwell out of Arizona, who actually wasn't too bad. Baltimore, again, building up, getting stronger on D. They got that offensive guard that they needed out of Georgia. They did lose Brown, so kind of have to hope that they've developed enough to have a replacement there for him. Plus, they're getting a good wide receiver in Bateman out of Minnesota to complement what he has already there. And the Chargers I was happy with because he went straight to what they needed, uh, getting Slater out of Northwestern, which I predicted, as well as getting a nice Asante Samuels to help with that defense and getting a good wide receiver in Josh Palmer. So they definitely did the right things, building up the line. They also added depth to that offensive line, too, getting Brendan James out of Nebraska, another tackle. Sorry, yeah, Brendan, Brendan James, sorry, my apologies. One team I was disappointed in was the Cincinnati Bagels for the first round because they went Jamar Chase, but then they got uh, Jackson Carmen out of uh, Clemson in the second round, which was good. That helps protect Burrow once he's ready to go. And they got their pieces there as well. Plus, they actually got some more. They went with East Carolina, uh, Deontay Smith, and they got Trey Hill out of Georgia. So they definitely went offensive line as focus, getting depth pieces, making that line stronger and better for Burrow. As well, Packers, we'll not talk about that because we know how the frustration is. And, you know, the Patriots did good. They got their quarterback. But the question is now what they did in the offense or offseason with their signees. Can that carry over and help out Mac Jones or whoever the starting quarterback is going to be? 
So overall, I was pretty relieved with the draft, uh, happy with it. Some teams addressed some areas, some teams didn't. They just wondered why. Like I stated, I was questionable about some of the players, uh, what they did, uh, especially with uh, coming up in regards to that. Um, because when we're looking at it here, some teams made some questionable trades, moving up to get some quarterbacks, which I thought they could have gotten. So, well, it's always going to be interesting to see. That's all I'm going to say, but you can't really assess a draft until a couple years down the road, and that's all you can say, what's going to be happening. I know there's going to be talks about Ellinger and Eason. You know, you gave up a fourth-round pick for Eason, and then you gave up a sixth-round for Ellinger, and then you're going to see that the two are going to be battling it out. So, that's the question is going to be who's going to be the backup for Carson Wentz this season. So we'll see how that all goes. Uh, but overall, again, happy with the draft. Uh, so that's it for tonight's show of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, so on Saturday, I will be doing my picks. I will be catching up on Wells Fargo. Uh, also looking at the results of Europa and Champions League semifinals. Uh, those matches finish up this week. Uh, look at uh, the NHL playoffs as we get closer and some games are winding up the Raptors road trip uh, well the Raptors final games because you know like I talked about you get the Clippers tomorrow we have Washington we have the Bulls all coming up this week so that's going to be a battle how that's going to be looking up and you know that's it's going to be a question mark for the playoffs the play-in tournament sorry I went on a little bit of a pause right there but that's going to be uh, made up for hopefully and you know what we'll catch up in more football the schedule is actually coming out soon the NFL schedule so that's going to be big uh, as well as we'll look at some baseball and uh, catch up in other areas of the world to sports as well and I did talk about golf and again my picks and top 10 as well for this weekend so hope you enjoyed tonight's episode enjoy the rest of your week I'll see you guys on Saturday this is the Draining Jimmy's Podcast We'll